1: Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. Hey there, Zach here, and I am ridiculously pumped for this week's episode for so many different reasons. I was looking back over my stats this week, and I realized over the past couple of years, we've done over half a million dollars in course sales. Now, just to be super transparent, that's total sales. We're still collecting some payments out there, but... From the time that we've released courses to the time that we have collected initial payments, we have over half a million dollars in slated sales. And I stepped back and said is this something that my audience might want to know about? And the first thing I thought was, of course. But the second thing I thought was, what made our courses so much different than some people who might be struggling to sell their courses? And a lot of you might not know this, but not all of our courses are successful over at Heart, Soul & Hustle. We've had failed courses. We've had courses we've discontinued. The first course I ever launched under this brand did not do very well. I've sold digital courses in other spaces that are actually non marketing. Not quite to the same scale, but I've sold courses around being vegan, around meal planning. So I've played in multiple spaces and I've sold digital courses profitably in multiple spaces. But I thought it would be really cool to kind of pop in here today and pop in your ear and talk about why is your digital course not selling the way that you want it to? Now, before we dive in, I know that we've got a lot of new listeners because we just went through a big launch. You might be hearing me for the first time, and if you are, I want to encourage you to join our free community, Heart Hustlers, over on Facebook. Now, I know what you're thinking: there's a million different Facebook groups. I get it, but we are a pretty low key community. We have a ton of different posts that go out. We don't do just the one post a day. It's not the same post every Monday. We're just a community of online entrepreneurs supporting each other to new levels of success. At the time we're recording this, we have like 9,000 people in there. It grows at a great pace. We're always bringing new people in and we would love to have you. So if you want to join, you can go to hearthustlers.com. No opt-in required. That will take you right to Facebook and we would absolutely love to have you on our community. So if you're listening and you're new to Heart, Soul & Hustle, welcome and don't forget to pop into our free community. So with that being said, let's get into the nitty gritty of this week's episode. Why is my digital course not selling? So I told you guys in the intro, I gave you some numbers and I don't necessarily like to just throw numbers out there for the sake of like, look how great my numbers are. I like to share some of my numbers because I think you want to behind the scenes. And so I want you to know that I'm coming from the position of we've done really successful, in my opinion, with digital course sales. And from the products that we've sold one off and done maybe, you know, a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars to our flagship product now that has hundreds of students, multiple six figures in profit on the table. What makes these courses so much different than each other? And I stepped back and I made some notes and I came up with these really four key things that I see happened with our past courses and are happening with other people that might be struggling to sell. So the first big mistake that stops a course from selling is teaching what you know, not what your audience wants. So we had a really fascinating interview just last week with Corey Huff where we were talking a little bit about how sometimes we struggle as creative entrepreneurs because we want to share what we know. We want to share our knowledge. We are in a space where sometimes we call it the knowledge industry or the intellectual property space. And so we think that the true value in this space comes with sharing our intellect, our knowledge. But I want to counter that with another thought, which is the value in this space is not actually in teaching what you know. It's in solving the problem your audience has with the knowledge that you have. Now, I know that that seems like a very subtle nuance and you might be like, well, that almost seems like semantics. And I want to encourage you that it's not semantics. And I'll give you a really great example, what I think is a really great example (laughs) to help kind of cement this down. So right now, we are working on our Instagram. And I say that very loosely because truthfully, I could be getting better at my Instagram, but we're working on learning Instagram a little more. I'm taking a digital course from one of my good friends, Jasmine Starr. We'll link her up in the show notes because she's just awesome. You should check her out. But I'm going through this course slowly, but we're learning how to use Instagram. And because of where my business is at, I don't want to learn how Instagram works. And I don't care. For lack of a better term, I don't necessarily care how the news feed works or how things aggregate or even like how the discover feature works. Right. And you might be saying, well, isn't that important? Well, here's the thing. It's not important to me right now. What is important to me is lead generation. It's generating new followers. It's understanding hashtag strategies. It's knowing how to write a really good bio. So when this course came out from Jasmine, I looked at it and it catered to my needs, not Jasmine's knowledge. Now, if you look her up, you'll see she has a massive following on Facebook. She has an incredible following on Instagram too. She is great at what she does, but rather than just spewing the knowledge she's accumulated over the last couple of years or multiple years, She's tapping into the problems that I have, right? And not me specifically, but her market has and solving those problems. So it seems so subtle, but there's a difference between what you know and what people want to know. To give you another example that's not really grounded in business, it's like when you go to get life insurance, right? If you've ever gone to get life insurance or medical insurance or even worked with a financial planner, you don't really care the boring logistics, right? Most of us don't. We're not like, show me the percentage. Show me the actuary chart. Show me the step-by-step. When we're getting life insurance, we say things like, how much money will I get? How much money will my family get if something happens? What's my monthly cost? All of this stuff. We want to know what we want to know. And so whether you're selling life insurance, whether you're selling digital courses, whether you're selling consulting, coaching, it doesn't really matter. I want you to step back and ask yourself, okay, am I teaching what I know or am I teaching what my audience wants to know to solve their underlying problem? Because what it really comes down to is something that I say all the time, which is don't just create solutions, solve problems. You might know how to take a beautiful photo on Instagram. But if your audience is less worried about photography and more worried about lead generation, you're never going to sell to them or you're going to struggle to sell to them. So the first thing you should do right now is if you have a course that's not selling or you're just not getting results in your launches, ask yourself, am I actually solving problems that my customer has or am I just teaching what I know? If you're just teaching what you know, I would encourage you to step back and say, okay, what do I know? that my audience is struggling with, that they've actively asked for help with. That's what you should be creating your digital course products around. Now, just a quick little sub note to this. It doesn't mean that the content in your course has to change. It means that the marketing around your course has to change. So if we take it back to that Instagram example... Once I'm in that course, I do need to know how the newsfeed works. I do need to know how the discover feature works. I do need to understand hashtag strategy. Even though I might not be smitten with that or think it's important, Jasmine might know it is. And so if it is important, you can teach it inside the course. You can teach it inside what you know. We have courses all the time where we have videos that we don't explicitly talk about in our marketing because it doesn't attract people, but it's important to overall understanding. One example is our Facebook ads course. We have this power editor walkthrough in there, and we don't really highlight it in a lot of our marketing material. Why? Because none of my audience is going, oh my gosh, Zach, if I knew the power editor, my life would be so much better. They're saying, how do my ads make money? And so when we cater to that, we're actually speaking to their problem. Now, I know they need to learn the power editor, but I'm going to introduce that once we've created marketing messages and content around their needs, we can introduce them to some of our knowledge. So just to recap, number one, the reason your course might not be selling is that you've created something based off your knowledge, not based on solving a problem within your audience, your community, et cetera. And that's absolutely vital. Now, the second thing that I see happen with online courses is you could be falling short because you don't have a promise. Now, I was introduced to the concept of a promise by my mentor, James Wedmore, last year when I joined his mastermind. And every time we want to launch something or sell something, he looks me dead in the eye at these events or or he says it during our calls and says, what is the big promise of this offer? And I think it's something that We don't really think about, but that is really vital. What are people tangibly going to get when they join your product? Now, we see this a lot in like the health space, the business space, the spiritual space. The best way I can explain this is we don't want to get buzzwordy, right? So let's say you're a life coach. If you say create your transformational breakthrough and live your best life ever, what does that mean? right? I'm not saying that you can't use words like that in your marketing, but when it comes to your product, are you describing it in very vague and non-specific ways? Or are you are you getting really clear on what people create? So for example, one of our recent products, the five-figure challenge, we have a very clear promise. We will teach you how to build, fill, and sell a five-day challenge launch that successfully scales up to and beyond the $10,000 mark. So when you are looking at that program, it's very clear what you're getting out of it. A five-day challenge launch that can duplicate and scale to a certain point and beyond. Now, if I had called it the five-day challenge launch program, all you would know is it's about launching and challenges. So if you're not super clear on what your product does, your audience is not super clear on what your product does either. So there's another saying that I love, which is, You want to be selling transformational products. So tell them what the transformation is. If you're in weight loss, tell people that they're going to drop a jean size. Tell them that they're going to feel better. Tell them, you remember how you want to play with your kids? In 30 days, you'll be on the floor with your kids and not out of breath. Speak to your audience where they are and promise them something. Now, something that really starts to creep up here that I see all the time with my students and my clients is they go, what if I promise and it doesn't happen? Well, here's the thing. We can never guarantee the work someone else is going to do. We just can't. But what I like to tell people is, if your perfect client came through and they did all the assignments and all the work in your course what could you reasonably say would happen? Now for us, we know if our clients come into this course and do all the work, they will have a five-day challenge. We've watched people go in and scale their challenge up to $10,000 and more. We have six-figure challengers. So does everyone who goes through my program make $10,000? No. Do I promise that everyone will make $10,000? No. What I promise is they'll have a system that works for them. And so that promise makes it very clear deliverable. So I would challenge you right now to just, if you're listening to this in the car, make a mental note, maybe even pause it if you're on a walk. Just ask yourself for a second, the digital course that I'm trying to sell more of, what am I really promising? Like, what is the big takeaway? If somebody went through that entire course, what do I confidently think they can create? Then answer the second question, am I conveying that when I'm positioning my product? Do I have that on the sales page? Do I have that in my marketing material? Do I have that in my advertisements? People want to know what that transformation is going to be, and they don't want to have to figure it out. They really want you to spell it out for them. So don't be afraid to do that. Okay, so we've covered a couple topics and a couple of reasons that your course might not be selling. I've got two more for you. And then maybe I'm gonna issue you a little challenge to help you get some more sales. So the third reason your course might not be selling is that you are doing a launch-free release. So I decided to look this up here right before I recorded this because I think that we have this belief based on the old adage, like if you build it, they will come. But I hate to burst your bubble, they won't. Just building a product is no longer enough. So there's this really awesome stat from from dailymail.com so it's from July of 2013. So I know that this is an older stat, but I think it's really going to shed some light. As of July 2013, every 60 seconds, there are 571 new websites being created and 70 new domains being purchased because not every website has a domain, of course, but just think about that for a second. By the time you finished listening to this episode, if you listen to it in full, There's literally going to be over 5,000 new websites out there. So just in the time this happened, you now have to stand out over 5,000 other people. Now I get it. They're not all in your same space. They're not all in your same niche, but that's every 60 seconds, 500 new websites come out. So I see a lot of people create really awesome products, but then they're not pushing it out to anybody. So there's a really awesome saying and I believe that Derek Halpern of Social Triggers talks about this. I remember reading this from him way back in the day that 80% of your time should be spent on marketing and 20% of time should be spent on creating. Now, I very truthfully spend more time on creating. I should spend more time on marketing. But so many people think that the product is what sells, but it's not. You can look into the past and look at all the times where marketing has outperformed practicality. A perfect example is DVDs and laser discs. I'm like, this is way throwback. But DVD and Laserdisc, if I recall correctly, Laserdisc was a better technology in so many different ways. But DVDs were marketed more effectively. And so DVDs won. So even though we want to believe, I know we do, I want to believe it too, that good products win. That's not true. Good marketing wins. Good product without good marketing is, is nothing, right? Because you're not pushing it out to anybody. So if you're not actively promoting your product when you release it, you're going to run into problems. Now, when I'm talking about actively promoting it, I'm not sitting here saying you need to do a 10 or 20 or $30,000 launch, but I do see a lot of people go, well, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to create my product. And then they throw it up on their Facebook page and maybe they have a few hundred people following them. That's it. They're just putting it out there. Unfortunately, that won't convert. Now, you can go over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash podcast, and we have a ton of episodes on launching. I'm not going to link them all up in the show notes because there's too many of them. But if you go there, you'll see we talk about launching all the time because it's one of my favorite things to do. And I would encourage you to go listen to a couple of episodes on launching because you really do need to launch your product into the world. Just kind of close your eyes for a second and imagine if you were to get 250 new people into, say, a webinar and share content with them, are you going to sell your products more effectively than if you posted on Facebook and send an email to your list of 100? Right? So don't neglect the power of marketing the course that you create. If you created a great course and you're not actively bringing new people in front of it or actively building your audience or actively launching it, That could be a major reason right there that your course isn't selling. I talk to people all the time who go, my course doesn't sell or people aren't really buying or I'm kind of bummed because my product isn't really being picked up by anybody. And then we say, well, how are you promoting it? And they go, well, I created it. I might be running a few ads. I emailed my list about it, but nothing happened. Launching is a little bit of an art form, but you learn it. And when we want to sell a product, we're actually just coming off the tail end of a launch. I'm recording this the week after we finished a big, big launch. When we're doing that, that's where a lot of our revenue for this product comes from. Right? We're literally creating a massive chunk of revenue in seven days. So if you're not putting your product out there with promotional strategy behind it, your product isn't going to sell. Whether it's a digital course, whether it's coaching, consulting, doesn't matter. You have to put yourself in front of other people. And just a little subset here is as your business grows and as you're trying to sell your course, you have to remember that, yes, people are important. I love my audience. I care about my audience, but on some level, it is a numbers game. And so when we're in a launch where we're converting at you know, 3%, that means for every three sales we want, we have to put our product in front of 100. Think about that for a second. Right now, if you want to convert your products, you want 3% of people to buy, which is a reasonable number. If you want to sell 10 products, you need over 300 people. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this to open your eyes to how important it is to constantly be bringing new people in. And I think that that's the perfect touch-off point for the last reason your digital course might not be selling. And this plays somewhat well with launching. So if you're releasing your product, but then I like to talk about more long-term. Do you have a sales system in place? Do you actually have a way that people who join your business will be introduced to your product? So a big, I don't want to say mistake, but a big thing, I guess, that I see people do is they build their list and then they put their product out to their list. And that's really the best way to sell. That's what they do. They know that they're always maybe driving traffic, maybe always putting people into their freebie. But at the end of the day, they're only going to get offered something for sale during a launch. You need to get a sales system in your business and it doesn't necessarily have to be a funnel. It doesn't necessarily have to be a launch, but you have to make sure that people who are coming to your website into your business onto your email list, are you actually putting a product in front of them? Now, I love email marketing funnels because they work great for us. They generate sales, they generate leads, and we make money doing that. But something that you need to be thinking about is. If somebody joins my list today, right? imagine that somebody finds your website, they love you, they're so excited about what you teach, they join your email list, do they get an offer for a product? So a mass majority of people will buy from you. In the first 30 days and most people will buy from you in the first 90 days of joining your email list there's a lot of statistics that back this up i won't throw exact percentages out there but what i want you to know is that every time somebody joins your list they're in the best position to be a buyer let me just say that one more time every time somebody signs up for your email list they are in the best position to be a buyer so if you're sitting on your list for you know four to six months in between launches you could be missing out on sales there because People are ready for answers, right? When we put our name and email out there or we opt into something, it's not just for the sake of, oh, let's opt in. People are opting in because they have a problem that they want solved in the moment. They want you to solve their problem. And the best way that we can solve problems is to go in and actually give them something to buy. So when people sign up for our free five-day Facebook ads mini course, we're going to give them five days of free content. And then on day six, we're going to offer our paid product. Why? Because someone who just opted in to learn how to run Facebook ads and went through our five-day mini course, do you think that learning Facebook ads is important to them? Absolutely. Is it important enough that they want to do it right now? Absolutely. Because they gave us their name and email. So I challenge you right now to really answer this question. I've said it multiple times, but I want you to like pause this, write it down, think about this. If someone goes to your website right now and signs up for something, do they get a paid offer put in front of them in the next 30 to 90 days? Just a quick yes or no. Just be impulsive about the answer. Now, if the answer is no, I want you to pause this or make a note, or if you're driving in your car, stock this away in the back of your head. What can I do to make sure people are getting a paid product? Is it an email marketing funnel? Is it just running ads to these people? Is it creating a quarterly challenge so that even if you don't want to be doing funnels, you're putting something in front of people every 90 days? What system can you bring into your business that actually sells your course? Because the big takeaway from these second two points, why I kind of wanted to make a little divide here is that the first half of this episode was about your product. The second half of this episode is about your marketing. So there's this dynamic thing that goes here where if you're not marketing your product and it's not a good product, it won't sell. If it's a great product and you're not marketing it, it won't sell. And if it's an awful product and you're marketing it well, you'll struggle to sell. So once you bring all these pieces together you start to sell more digital courses. So I just wanna recap real quick and then wrap it up and give you the link for the show notes like I always do. We talked today about the four reasons your digital course isn't selling and how you can kind of fix that. And number one is you're teaching what you know, not solving the problems that your audience has. Remember, people don't wanna buy your knowledge. They wanna buy your knowledge that solves their problem. So make sure you're making that easy for them. Number two, you might not have a clear deliverable promise for your program you need to make sure that people know what they're buying because they're not buying a login. They're not buying 40 videos. They're buying a transformation and they want you to tell them what that transformation looks and feels like. Number three, you might be releasing your cores without a launch. I told you that there's literally tens of thousands of new websites being created every day And just releasing something out to the world isn't enough to stand out anymore. You have to put the time and energy into launching and marketing your product. In fact, we firmly believe that every product should be started with some form of launch. We never like to just put a product out to our audience. We always like to launch them. And then finally, you might just not have a sales system. Even if you're not launching, even if you don't wanna launch or have funnels, you still need to make sure that people are being exposed to your product. One of the big missteps that we see is that people go, no one's buying my product. And we say, well, when's the last time you offered it to them? And they go, well, it's on my website. Well, that's not enough. You have to make sure that people who need their problem solved are seeing that you have the solution. Now, if you want a quick recap of this in writing, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash five four. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 54 we will have the show notes over there for you and something that I want to encourage you to do as we wrap up this episode is really take this to heart if you have a digital course that's not selling go through these and answer honestly I gave you really good questions to think about for almost every single point here re-listen to this episode with a pen and paper and write down what's missing and then spend 15 minutes to figure out how you can make it right do you need to update the sales page a little bit Do you need to get a clear transformational promise? Do you need to map out a launch? Do you need to get a funnel in place? What do you need to do to make sure that your digital course sells? Because trust me, I know a ton of people out there making great revenue and profits with digital courses, but you do have to actively figure out what people want and actively take time to sell it. I hope that you guys got a ton of value out of this episode. Again, don't forget to snag those show notes and I would love to have you leave me a comment over there and a review for the show if you haven't already. So if you head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash podcast, or if you're watching this on your smartphone and you want to leave us a review, we of course appreciate that. We love our five-star reviews and it just helps us get more people listening to the show. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and we'll be back next week with more on marketing and selling your products. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.